Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Until Death Do Us Part, intimate true stories about the end of life, afterlife, and more. Call in to share your own story on the air. The number is 516-666-9881. I'm Dave Maroff, and welcome to Until Death Do Us Part. Here are your co-hosts, Summer Bacon and Liz Johnson. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. From wherever you are listening in the world, welcome to Until Death Do Us Part. Live from Sedona, Arizona, I'm Summer Bacon. And I'm Liz Johnson. We are the proud sponsors of Hoofs and Horns Farm Sanctuary in Picture Rock, Arizona. To find out more about them and how you can help, visit their website at www.hoofsandhornsfarm.org. And thank you so much for joining us today. Liz and I have been spiritual teachers for decades, and what we've noticed over the years is that it seems that everyone, believers or non-believers in the afterlife or things that go bump in the night, (laughs) and everyone seems to have a story to share about something weird. Absolutely. And we would love to hear from you, our listeners. Call in and share your stories or ask a question. If we don't know the answer, perhaps someone in our listening audience will. Our number is 516-666-9881. Thank you so much for your patience as we get to your calls. Our calls are answered in the order that they are received. So if you feel like you've been holding for a long time, please continue to hold. We will get to your call as soon as possible. Thank you so much. And on that note, we do have a caller, area code 619. You are live and on the air. Hello, area code 619. Can you hear us? Hello? Hello. Are you there? Uh, We're talking to area code 619. Are you there? Can you hear us? Okay, I guess not. Okay, I guess not. All right. Well... Okay, well, on that note, we will go to a short commercial break, and we will be right back. We all know how to manifest, or do we? Come join me October 12th in beautiful Sedona, Arizona, for Manifesting in the Flow of Grace, where I'll teach you manifesting like you've never heard it before. I'm Ann Elvers, I talk to angels, and I love to share their heavenly secrets. Learn more or register at visionsofheaven.com. And welcome back. You are listening to Until Death Do Us Part. And we have a caller. 619, are you on the air? I I mean, you are on the air, but can you hear us? Can you hear us? Apparently not. Apparently not. Okay. Um, Well, since that caller could not hear us, we will just continue on here. So, yes, so welcome back uh, to uh, to Until Death Do Us Part. You know, we would love for you to call in. We know in, since our last show, we had, we've had quite a few people express their gratitude for the show. But at the same time, what I noticed was that a lot of people were expressing their gratitude for the show because they need to hear from other people of like mind and like heart who have had unusual paranormal experiences. And, um, but they are afraid to share their own stories. And we know a number of people who really have a lot of stories to share, and but they're still afraid to share them right. uh, unless they know it's a, a safe place. So we've created this as a platform for 
you to share your stories uh, alive on the air with others of like mind and like heart. And it looks like we do have another uh, caller. Uh, let's see, 703. 703. Caller 703. 703 area code. You're live and on the air. Can you hear us? Hi, ladies. Yeah, I can hear you fine. Oh, wonderful. Hello. Wonderful. Welcome. Welcome. Hi. Thanks. Um, I just love the show. I I just found it today. I listened to last week's episode, and I was like, oh, this is a perfect, perfect show. I just love it. I you know I, I just love hearing these stories. Thank you so much. I anyway, really appreciate that. I've had several experiences, but probably the one, um, probably my first experience with angels or with an angel was about 20 years ago. And um, I was taking my daughter, uh, I had to take, she was having eye surgery the, the, the next day. And so I had to take her to the doctor's office to make sure that she was healthy enough to have the surgery the following day. And as I was coming out at that time, I had, she was just nine months old and she had a twin brother at home. So I had to find someone to, to watch my son while I took my daughter in to get checked out. And as I'm coming out of the clinic, the health clinic, it was a really nice day. It was in Kansas. And I saw this woman and she was bundled up almost like for winter, but it was, yeah. it was unseasonably warm. And I looked at her and she kind of had like a, like a, like a bush overhead and she was just kind of standing there. And I said, hi, do you need something? Like I felt like she just needed something. And she asked me if I could give her a ride. And I said, sure, I'll give you a ride. She wanted to ride to the post office. So I put her in the car, you know, we walked to the car and she turns around and she sees my daughter in the car seat. And she said, is she sick? And I said, oh no, she's having surgery tomorrow. And she looked at me and she said, oh, she's going to be fine. She's going to be mm. fine. I said, oh, great. So I took her to the mm. post office. And meanwhile, I'm hurrying because I knew the babysitter had to leave. And I was trying to get back. And, and I'm waiting. And then she said, could, I, could you give me a ride somewhere else? I need, huh. I want to get free cheese. I, you know, they're giving away free cheese at this place. And I said, sure. And, you know, I was like, I'm not messing with it. And I'm going to do everything I possibly can to make sure my daughter's okay the next day. I'm, oh. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I get in the car and I drive her um, to this. It was like a, a it was like a shop, but apparently they gave away free cheese. And so she walks in and I said, "Now I can't stay long." So if you know, could hurry up a little bit. She's like, "Okay," and she walks in. And about 15 minutes later, she hadn't come out yet. And I'm like, "Okay, where is this lady?" So I get my daughter out of the car seat. I walk into this little shop and I said, "It." where is the lady here that was, that just came in? Like, and she's like, there, nobody came in here. And I said, I oh, watched her wow. in the door. And she's like, no, no, nobody's come in here. And so I walked around the store. It was like an antique store, kind of a place. And, and I said, is this where they give free cheese? She said, we, well, yeah, you know, certain days of the week we do have it here. And I, and I said, Are you sure nobody came in? She's like, no, nobody's come in. Wow. And wow. So, okay. <laughs> So anyway, oh. anyway, that well, was so, my experience. I'm like, Phew. that's so wonderful. And so, how did it turn out with your daughter? Oh, the surgery is fine, you know, and everything. But it was just like one of those 
Okay, wow. I'm losing my mind. But I was so glad that I had, you know, asked her if she needed help, and I figured that she was just my angel letting me know that, that everything was going to be okay with my daughter that day. So, anyway. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I had I had a similar experience. I was walking uh, through um, the grocery store here in Arizona. It's called Bashes. And, um, and I was in a really, really foul mood and just felt like, you know, life was just getting me down. And as mm-hmm. I was walking out, there was a bench and this, this old woman was sitting there on the bench and she smiled at me. And I'll tell you, my whole heart just lit up with just joy and peace and everything. And I, I just, you know, caught, I just saw her and looked in her eyes. And as I walked past, I thought, wow, that was really something. And I turned around and she was not there. <laughs> and I knew, oh, I knew I had an an angel. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. That, thank you so much for calling in. We really appreciate your, your call today, Colin. You're, you're welcome. And, and I have to tell you, I, mean, I, I lost my son three years. Oh. It'll be three years ago in October. And oh. I've had so many, you know, messages from him. So, and and these little messages, these little messages from heaven are what has gotten me through. And I firmly believe in, in angels and the fact that, you know, they're just transitioned. So shows like this are just validation and I appreciate what oh. you're doing. So thank you That's very fantastic. much. How did he contact you? Yeah. Could you share a story with how your son contacted oh you? Oh my gosh. So many different ways, but probably one of the first ways, um, he was a joker. I mean, he was always doing practical jokes. And one day, um, I couldn't find my, my wedding rings. You know, dear St. Anthony, say my prayers. <laughs> like, where are my wedding rings? <laughs> Come on, Stan. Where are my wedding rings? Tell me where my wedding rings are. Because I only ever put them two places, either near my bed or if I was in the kitchen on a little ring thing next to the sink. If I, Those are the only two places I ever took them off. And I'm like, come on, Sam, where are they? Where are my rings? What would you do with my rings? Where are my rings? I went into my office, and there was this silly little clown joker thing that he used to put around, move around in my house to kind of scare us. Like I'd open up the closet door and there would be that clown. <laughs> you know, open up my, the last, the last thing he did with it was I walked into the, you know, the, into the bathroom, into the water closet, you know, the toilet closet, open up the door where the toilet is. And the king is sitting there with his legs crossed holding a book. I mean, so this is this <laughs> king was just something that he used to move around the house. So I'm, I walk in there and I look at the king and I look down and my rings were sitting oh. right next to the king. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so that was That's one fantastic. of my first little yeah. messages wow, from him. That yeah. is an awesome story. Thank you so much Thanks. for sharing that with us. Yes. You're welcome, and I'll keep listening, and as, as the Weeks come on, I'll call in and give you some more. <laughs> oh, we would love it. We would love that. Thank you so much. We love your story. Um, thank you for thank sharing. You. Okay. Bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, that's, that's fun. Oh, that was sweet. Yeah. That was just a sweet story. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are so many, you know, so many fun stories that um, that I would love for everybody to call in and share. Yeah. And, and I know it, we know it takes courage. It does. It takes courage, and, and we know it's challenging and, and can be kind of scary to call in and, and be vulnerable on the air with us and share your story. But we truly appreciate your willingness to call in and, and be open and be vulnerable with us and with others. So please, pardon me, please call in at 
<laughs> Choking him. <laughs> that was awkward. Um, <laughs> please call us at 516-666-9881 to share your story. Yeah, this is uh, Until Death Do Us Part, where weird is normal. Where weird is normal. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. You, you know, the, the I had one experience. When you have one of these experiences, even one, mm-hmm. it's amazing. And it can be life-changing. Uh, absolutely. Because when it happens to you, you know it's real. Absolutely. And without without question. And we do have a caller. Area code 552. No, 562. 562. You are on the air. Hello. Can you hear us? Yes. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Doing great. Thank you for asking. Wonderful. And and so what, sh- what would you like to share with us today? I'd like to share a story back about three years ago. I was about to go uh, meet with a psychic at a Learning Light Foundation here in Anaheim, California. And I happened to be taking a walk in the morning with my dogs and I was kind of looking at uh, In-N-Out Burger because it's by by the tracks and I kind of in my mind I had a thought you know I think I'll have a burger for for some time for, for lunch or something mm-hmm. and um, when I met with a sidekick there was about 12 people there and she was picking out throughout the crowd to start at 7pm and I was just sitting there and, and it's getting close to 9 o'clock I guess oh I guess I won't I won't get I won't get called and then she looks at me at the at close to the end, and she goes, "Oh, your uh, your sister is here, and your dad." And I go, "Oh my God!" And I I started getting teary eyed. And then mm-hmm. uh, the lady said to me, she goes, um, "I um, I'm getting a message that you know she's thanking you for taking care of mom, and taking care of the, uh, your dad's thanking thanking you for looking out for her." And and that that was right on because my mom lives with me. She's lived with me since I was, you know, since my for all my life. And um, she says to me, uh, "You're um, you're doing some some ghost busting." And hmm. I, I didn't get what she meant by that. I kind of like blanked out for a second. And then she says, "Your uh, your your dad is uh, and your sister are really thankful and they're happy for you, for you and they're happy back home." And she says to me, and your sister says, by the way, you can go have that burger now. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Wow. That must have blown your mind a little bit. <laughs> and yeah. It because nobody else knew about it except my thoughts. Right. Right. Wow. That and, is amazing. And, and yes, it go just ahead. Verified, it verified everything because when I've been reading Dr. Peebles' books, on one of his um, channelings, I think he was with with Pendleton. Uh, he's he was talking through Thomas Jacobson, and he said that when you give your name out, it's when you open up, like your whole key opens up, and then they can see from back home what wow. what, what what comes out, and they only see what needs to be said to you. Yeah, in that moment of all the things that could have been shared with you to be told that, you know, go have that burger go now. Go have the burger, yeah. How would they have known? Yeah. It could have been anything. Absolute confirmation. Was, was it the best what burger you ever had? Said, pardon me? <laughs> I say, was it the best burger you ever had? 
<laughs> yeah, but I think after that I was I became a vegetarian, so that was I think one of my last few burgers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love it! I love it. Grant's subtly hinting that you need to be a vegetarian or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but right. you know what? And then the, the, the ghost busting came back to me after because I talked to the lady after, and then I it remember I remember what what she meant by that because I had just had removals done for my nephew, for which is her son, Chris. So oh, you mean like a, like, busting, like a clearing, like he had a clearing. Yeah. They, they, they cleared him. They, they took all the negative entities that he had. And he oh. had that's like, he had like seven negative entities that had been oh. trapped in, in his aura. And this lady here wow. in Huntington Beach, she she does it re- remotely, and she removes them all, and she tells you what year they they attach to you, if it was uh, male or female, what organ, what part of the body it's in. And when I had that done, it changed me completely. It got me more into the higher consciousness because I was able to release all those negative entities that were trapped inside of me. And she tells you the year and and all the details, so everything was kind of like I was sorting it out, and I remember those times, there were some rough times, and that's when your aura kind of opens up and the, the negative entities, and some people have, you know, dark entities inside huh. of them. That's, that's very so interesting. That's what that is very interesting. So, so when, you, when you visited with the psychic, and she told you that about the hamburger, um, did that, was that a turning point for you in your spiritual journey? Yeah. How did that that change your life? Yeah. Yeah. It it verified everything that I've read before. I've, I've, I've done a lot of readings and I've, I've delved into NDEs and, and so many different Ruth Montgomery and Sylvia Brown. And I've read so many books and I've always been looking and searching and just verified that everything that back home, they know what's going on. They're close to us. They're never far away, and they're right, almost like we could probably they can they know everything that's going on between us, and they're they're sharing our life together, and they're still looking out for us. Right, absolutely. Exactly. Oh, well, thank you so much for calling in today and sharing your stories. It was delightful to get to talk to you and and hear about your amazing experiences. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, and keep listening in and keep calling back. It sounds like you've got some wonderful stories to share. <laughs> and you guys are doing beautiful. I appreciate everything, and I appreciate everything you're you're doing, Summer. And Thank I, I'm, you. I'm Thank sharing you. I'm sharing your light with everybody. And and Dr. Oh, Peebles, he wow. was just Thank at our spirit so Thank circle. Thank you so much. Bless your heart. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really Thank appreciate you. Take it. Take care, you guys. Really I love it. you. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye bye. And. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us today, and we are going to take another short commercial break, and we'll be right back. Are your windows dirty again? At Ontiveros Window Cleaning, we offer cleaning services to residential and business properties while specializing in new construction. You are serviced by the pane and not by the hour, so you are guaranteed a quality clean. We refer to ourselves as window detailers with a nose-to-glass policy with flexible hours. So let us clear your views and bring light back into your homes again. Please visit our website at ontiveroswindowcleaning.com or send a text or call us at 801-949-0548 for a free estimate. And welcome back. You are listening to Until Death Do It Heart. And love to hear please call in and your story question number is 
you know, when, when we get ready to come to earth um, and we depart and we end up in this physical body, all of heaven weeps because they don't want us to go. Mm. But think about the celebration that happens around the birth of a child here on earth. It's, it's a huge event. And we celebrate that life coming into the planet. But when we lose someone here and they die and they go back home, we weep. But all of heaven celebrates. Yeah. So it's just the same story in reverse. Yeah, yeah. It's just they're really just going into another room. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I lost 30-something family and friends over the course of about two years. It went so quickly. I was, I was just dumbstruck. But what it really showed me was really it was just another step in their journey. Yeah, and that I knew in my heart of hearts that I would be seeing them again someday. Absolutely, you can feel it. Yeah, absolutely. We've had some really amazing stories shared on our show. Um, last week we had a caller uh, talk to us about the fairies that she experienced in Ireland and what a life-changing experience that was for her and how fun and mischievous they were. And we had another caller share a story about. Uh, being with someone who was crossing over uh, in a hospital. And as that spirit left the hospital room, they broke the glass window in the hospital. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> that's, that's, that was a force to be reckoned with. Um, <laughs> would certainly get your attention. Yeah, so like, I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> but um, and oftentimes there, there's healing that takes place for family members when when someone dies and you know another gentleman shared how he and his brothers and sisters you know gathered around and shared their father leaving the planet him him dying and what a healing experience that was for them yeah and it, it's a profound experience when you're with someone who is is dying and you're witnessing this transition absolutely it can really make a believer out of the disbeliever in in a nanosecond you just you can see it in their eyes and you can feel it in the room. There's a whole different experience um, at the end of life that really you can see their joy that they're going home. And yeah. there's an yeah. absolute presence there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, you were in hospice. I mean, I know you, you, you must have had some amazing experiences in yeah. watching people transition in hospice. Yeah, I did. Um, for several years, I worked in what they call their 11th hour program where you are sitting with people who are in the process of dying. Um, there was a one woman in particular that I was sitting with and she was in a coma, but right before she died, I mean, moments before she died, she opened her eyes and reached her arms up to the ceiling. And she just broke out in the most joyous grin. Mm. I mean, absolute peace on her face. And, and, yeah. It was beautiful. Just a, a real grin, not like, you know, passing gas. No, not passing gas. Yeah. <laughs> way beyond that, right? Yeah, way beyond that. This was, this was joy. This was um, ecstasy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in, its, in its most beautiful and purest form. Yeah. And, of course, then she was, moments later, she was gone. Mm-hmm. And I did share this with uh, her family. This was at 3 in the morning, and they were all sleeping, and uh, you know, was able to share this with them. And they were, you know, they were relieved that she had a joyful uh, and peaceful passing. It was a beautiful experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. I have to be myself. I have to be summer here for a second. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> it just made me. I mean, just to bring a little levity to all of this, because it is such a. It is a beautiful thing. It's just a part of our our experience in life. It's it's a journey, and we're not intended to be here on the earth forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but when my mom was, she was in a bit of a, a coma, I guess, at the end of life, and she was in hospice, and I was there with her and my daughter and my father. And my mom was clearly showing signs that she was getting ready to exit. And her breathing got very labored and it got slower. And then all of a sudden she just let out this gasp and stopped breathing. And we were like, oh, we love you so much. We're, we, you know, we love you so much and just have a you know, safe journey and da, da, da. And we were just, you know, giving her love and all this stuff. And all of a sudden she started breathing again. <laughs> and we were all sort of like, Okay, well then, <laughs> it was like kind of a Monty Python script or something. Yeah. Get up and go. Uh, I guess we should go get some uh, lunch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back. Yeah, yeah. And probably because we gave her so much love at our transition, she's like, oh, 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 okay, I'll stay for a while. I'll stay a little longer. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. You can feel the energy of it. Oh, that's that's really cute. Yeah, it was, it was actually kind of funny. <laughs> Even oddly enough. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, we are going to take another quick commercial break, and we will be right back. Hi, I'm astrologer Barbara Goldsmith. A new decade is about to begin. We're at the cusp of a new paradigm, and what better time than to treat yourself and to come to my seminar here in Athens, Greece, on the 19th and 20th of October when we'll look at these energies and how you can make best use of them. Just a few places are left. Check out my website, yourastrologysigns.com. And we are back. You are listening to Until Death Do Us Part. If you have a a story to share or a question to ask, please call us. Our number is, I can't find it, (laughs) 516-666-9881. And Summer, you were um, talking about your newsletter earlier Mm -hmm. and how you get messages from your guides and angels about what to include. Yeah, I sure do. Sometimes they they really uh, push me hard, too. And um, I was just trying to figure out what what could I, you know, put in the newsletter this month that would be of interest to people. And I, I clearly was told that I should write this story about the candy called divinity something that had happened in my life and I really didn't want to write that story and it was very clear that I was supposed to write that story and they said no you need to write this I actually tried to write something else and it it just wouldn't gel I couldn't uh, I had total writer's block on it but the divinity story was right there very prominent so I wrote it and the divinity story was about one of my guides who became my guide after he passed away when he was 40. He was somebody I knew when I was a little girl. He was the brother-in-law of my friend Brenda. And um, and he suddenly passed away. And, uh, and he got in contact with uh, Brenda's family through me. And then after that, he started working with me as my sidekick, sort of when I did psychic readings and mediumistic readings and things like that. So one day... I was just not certain what to do. I had nothing to do. And I hear George, my guide, he said, 
he said, make divinity. And I said, divinity? What's divinity? He said, make divinity. And I'm like, what the heck is he talking about? So I grabbed my, my cookbook and I look up divinity. And sure enough, there's a recipe for it. So divinity is this really sickly sweet, um, sugary uh, egg white, I think, and, <laughs> and little vanilla. And maybe you put a little walnuts in it. And hey, that wait sort a thing. That's one of my favorite candies. I, I know, I know. <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> it's absolutely delicious. <laughs> Why else would it be called divinity? <laughs> absolutely. It's very divine. <laughs> and, yep. <laughs> well, and, and that was really the, the kind of the punchline of my story because uh, I made all this divinity, and it's just this really puffy stuff. It's not meringue, but it's a little denser than that. And I and you have to, I guess you cook it on the stove. I can't remember. And then I put all these mounds of this divinity all over the countertop. Having never made candy in my life, I did a pretty good job. And I'm standing back. My countertops were covered with this stuff on sheets <laughs> of wax paper. And I'm looking around going, okay, yeah, divinity. Okay, we did it. I picked a piece up, uh, picked a piece up and I, I took a bite. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so sweet. <laughs> and I couldn't, I, I was like, ah. I said, George, George, why did you make me make all this divinity? And he goes, because, darling, you are divine. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Um, and so what this ties in with? What this ties in with, uh, recently it was my birthday, and divinity is my favorite candy. And Mother always used to send me a box of it on my birthday. And lo and behold, on my birthday, a box of Divinity Candy arrived in the mail. And it was sent by a very dear friend of mine who found a note that she had written to herself years ago about this being my favorite candy. So Mm -hmm. my mother was clearly trying to get through to me on my birthday that she was still around, that she was wishing me a happy birthday. And I thank you, Mom. Thanks for Wishing me a happy birthday was great. Yeah, yeah, it was very, very uh, synchronistic, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and very very much guided from your mom. Uh, Without question. question. Have that much divinity talked about, shared about, and given (laughs) a gift in a short period of time is amazing. It's amazing. And it looks like we have a caller, area code 315. You are live and on the air. Can you hear us? I can, yes. Hi, Summer and Liz. This is Don. How are you? Oh, hi, hi Don. How are you? I'm great, yes. thank you. I'm great. Great. So thank I wanted to um, I wanted to share a story of my dad passing, if I could. Uh, this was about seven or eight years ago, and my sister was uh, the primary caregiver for both my mom and dad. And the um, dad was under hospice care, totally unresponsive. And um, for probably two years before that, he would always wear this blue windbreaker. Um, literally day and night, and and uh, my sister would always try to wash it, and he would never let her. So it got to be a, a joke, and it got to the point where he said, "When I pass, I want to, you know, I want to be cremated in it." So when the time came, and he was under hospice care and totally non-responsive, uh, my mom at that time had dementia and, and Parkinson's, and really was pretty unaware. We thought was pretty unaware of what was going on, and, and they were in bed together. Um, really all day just holding hands. And uh, when that was happening, uh, my sister, unbeknownst to both of them, washed the the blue windbreaker in anticipation Mm -hmm. of dad's passing. And um, he passed that night at about 1130. And uh, the next morning they came, took the body away. And the next morning my mom was there and my sister was in the other room and heard her talking. 
So she thought she was asking for something, and she goes into the room and said, uh, Mom, did you need something? And she said, no, I'm just talking to Dad. And she said, Mom, I'm sorry, you know, we lost Dad last night. He's, he's not with us anymore. And um, she said, no, he's he's right here. He just wanted to thank you for washing the blue windbreaker. Um, oh, no, no, no way did they, did they know that that happened. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That is such a beautiful story. Oh, my God. I'm all teared up. Yeah, me too. Oh, oh. Don, thank you so much for sharing. Sorry thank about you. That. That, no, don't, no. And of course not. Don't, don't be don't never worry about it at all. That's just so vulnerable and beautiful. That is just yeah. bless your heart. Oh, thank you so much. And then to, uh, yeah, to to follow up on that that morning, I was sitting out on their porch, and uh, it, again at my parents' request, they put up a, a little hummingbird feeder, and the would hummingbirds would come, and sometimes they would get three or four, and they just marveled over that. And I sat down that morning after he passed, and there were probably twenty-five or thirty hummingbirds right there. Oh, wow. Wow. It was amazing. And then uh, I live in upstate New York, and a few days later I flew home and got home late at night, stopped at the grocery store. And this one particular grocery store, there was never any solicitors or anybody selling anything. And uh, that uh, was the only time in my life, living here my whole life, that that there was somebody selling in the parking lot. And there were a couple of high school girls doing a fundraiser. I was just kind of in the mood to be by myself, but I was polite and talked to them. And they were, they said they were selling some uh, like stained glass ornaments to hang in the window. So just to, to be polite, I talked to them. And the first thing they pulled out was, of course, a hummingbird. Oh my gosh! Oh wow! Which uh, yeah, which is on my window now and has been since. Wow! Wow! Oh, that is awesome. How did that experience change your life? I mean, just being able, being there witnessing, you know, you know, I've become uh, a very spiritual person probably the last 10 years or so. And, um, you know, as a result of some pretty significant events in my life, and that was probably two or three years into it. So it was, um, you know, one of, one of many that, um, you know, has really changed my life. And, and it, it really made the transition of my parents much easier, not only for my dad then, but my mom passed a couple of years after that. And it, you know, it just really gave me a lot of comfort and, and made it a lot easier. Oh, that's, that's really beautiful. Thank, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Don. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank Thanks for Pleasure. the show. We love it. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. I meant to say goodbye, Don. I clicked the, <laughs> I clicked the mute button too quickly. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Don. Thank you, and, and thank you very much. And, um, and, uh, we have oh. another caller. Um, not, not, I think they just dropped off. Oh, they just dropped yeah. off. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, um, you know, it's interesting. He's talking about the, the hummingbirds and coming in droves like that. And I think I told last week about, uh, maybe I did, maybe I didn't, I don't know. Um, hundreds of, of chickadees came into the trees while well, my mom was in her transition, transition and she loved chickadees. Uh-huh. And it was like hundreds of them came to, to pay homage to my mother, you know. Um, and then, uh, years ago, my, uh, my grandma passed away and the whole family was gathered in her house. Now my family's kind of split up into people like me, kind of the weird, weird one who's psychic and that sort of thing and believes in ghosts and angels and all of that. And then my more conservative religious side of the family. 
and um, and my my aunt who I love. I mean, we all get along great. It's amazing that you know we get along with that kind of diverse uh, belief system. But it's really not as it's not as different as as you might think. What we call uh, spirit guides, others call angels. They can very well be the same one and the same. So my my aunt came in and um, said to me, pulls me aside, and she said, I just need to know. She said I was driving here. And I, all of a sudden, all of these butterflies, like a, a flock of butterflies, I don't know if it's called a flock, <laughs> came towards the car and, and like crossed in front of her. And she said, my mom loved butterflies. And she said, do you think that was her? And I said, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. I think that was grandma. That was grandma. Yeah. So yeah. I know that a lot of people do have those experiences with animals who are the messengers at the end of life. Have you ever had anything like that? Or? Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm just I'm going through my, my memory file here and trying to think of a, a, a really poignant story. Hmm. We've had... Um, oh, it looks... Okay. Um, we have... Uh, Animals are such great messengers, and I I used to have a uh, kitty cat. His name was Spooky, and after Spooky passed, he would come and jump on my bed at night. Hmm. And my husband was was like, "What? What's the matter with you? You're so jumpy." I said, "Well, the cat keeps jumping on the bed," and he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> sure, the cat's jumping on the bed," and I'm like. I'm telling you, the cat is jumping up on the bed. It wants us to know it's still around. Well, one night, the cat jumped up on his side of the bed. <laughs> and he sat bolt upright and it was like, oh, my God, what was that? And I said, that cat. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, cats are, are definitely able to come and visit us from the afterlife. Um, your pets do live on. Yeah. And they, they have souls just like we do. Yeah. And journeys just like we do. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. When my dog Cosmo, when Cosmo, he was a little white Maltese and he, um, he passed away and, um, yeah, and I was on the phone with someone and I had just heard that he had passed away and I saw this white, I don't know, just flurry rushing around me and I could feel this joy. Like, I'm here, mom. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> Cosmo. It was really something. He's the same dog who he, he died once, and um, it was a long, long, sordid tale about his uh, congestive heart failure and stuff that he was going through, and he and I had soft music on for him, and he was on my chair, and I was going over and petting him periodically, and I knew this was the end, and finally, at some point, Cosmo just raised his head up and took that one last gasp. And and then he um, he you know his head went down his tongue fell out of his mouth his eyes were fixed and I was like it was that was the end so I went over and I went to pet him and I'm petting him and I'm like I love you Cosmo and I said I'll see you on the other side and this went on for about three minutes and I you know I knew he was gone all of a sudden he jumps up off the <laughs> off the chair. <laughs> And this little guy who'd been like an invalid for, for, you know, for weeks because he couldn't breathe and all this stuff goes running around the house. And I swear he comes up to me and looks at me and goes, Mom, heaven is for real. (laughs) (laughs) And he was fine after that. He he, he didn't have the heart problem anymore. I had taken him to, you know, to the doctor and 
he was fine. I said, I said, well, how's his heart? And the doctor goes, what? What? There's no problem with his heart. I said, yeah, you told me last time. And the guy's looking in his records. And he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, well, no, he doesn't have it anymore. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's yeah. like a miraculous feeling. It was. It was. It really was. It was really fascinating. That's incredible. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's a Maltese, though. They yeah. are. <laughs> they are headstrong. They are headstrong. <laughs> Willful. Yes. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh, okay. So, it looks like we, we have another caller. We do have another caller. Uh, caller uh, from area code 928. You are live and on the air. Do you have a short uh, story to share? Area code 928. 642. Yes, sorry, I had you on, had you on mute. Sorry. That's all right. Hi. <laughs> okay. Hi. Hi. What would you like to share with us today? Oh, it's our, well, uh, it's our, it's our MC. It's our, it's our MC. master oh. of ceremonies, Dave. Yes. Welcome, Dave, to yeah. the show. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> hey, um, I, there's, there's lots of things that, that happen around this place that I, I can share. Um, you know, we've got spooks walking around the house all the time. and But some of the things that happen that are just like um, just a like a verification that, you know, that, that, they're, that our loved ones are around is, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll smell cigarette smoke and nobody hears smoke cigarettes and it's so you know and we know that 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 would be our one friend Marion that is around the house for sure because he he smoked and it's and you can feel that it's him so that's really cool that to, to wow do that another another thing that happens that I don't think we've pinpointed yet who it is but sometimes we'll smell incense especially in certain spots in huh. the house and I know it's someone but I'm not sure who that is connected with, but um, uh, anyway. Wow, that's interesting. There's yeah. also. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. We're listening. <laughs> so the other thing is, is we also have spook cats. Liz's Liz's cats are walking around the house all the time. One of them is um, a gray, a big gray cat. And the thing is, is, you know, you're walking around in the in the dark. You know, like maybe you get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and you think that there's, you know, one of our two live cats are in front of us and then all of a sudden they're not so <laughs> you know, they, they appear and then disappear so uh, that happens all the time and then yeah. uh, the other thing that happens too is that we have um, huge butterflies flying through the backyard you always know you can always tell like who it is it's either it's either Liz's mom or my deceased wife so it's pretty cool yeah. They, wow. they do make their presence known. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's interesting. Oh, they you do mentioned. all the time. Yeah, and and you mentioned uh, uh, smelling the cigarette smoke, and I know I have a friend, too, who also shows up uh, with cigarette smoke, not only for me, but other people who know him as well. They have the same kind of experience. We all know it has to be Don, and, uh, you know, Don, uh, it was Don uh, Pendleton, actually. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so he, he was an author and, and just a great guy, and he, and he makes his presence known. There's no question about it. And, um, and uh, what was I going to say? The, the, uh, the other stories about the uh, butterflies and other things, these are just amazing ways in which spirit can connect with us. You might, you know, some of you out there might, might have somebody who you love who's on the other side, and you might smell mommy's perfume. And you might think, oh, that's just my imagination. But the thing is, if you would, you know, notice that you smell mommy's perfume and you actually start to engage with that experience as if mommy is in the room 
and you say, Mommy, is that you? I smell your perfume. And you actually start to develop this relationship with spirit. It's a different way of communicating. Absolutely, because they're living in a whole other dimension, in a whole other way. So there's going to be a little need for, you know, crossing the dimension time and space to connect with them. If you think that's weird, it's not as weird as you might think, because you're not in the room with us right now, but you can hear my voice. Yes, it's technology, but these are, you know, radio waves and microwaves and other things that are being used it's a to vibration. transmit communication. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and we can, I truly know that we can do this, you know, as human beings, we're just not taught. It's, it's, a, it's a faculty we have that we're just not taught to use. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we do have the power and the ability to connect at will. So anyway, thank you so much for calling in and sharing your story. <laughs> really appreciate hearing you from you. You are welcome. Indeed, indeed, <laughs> indeed. Yeah, that's our wonderful uh, master of ceremonies whose voice you probably recognize from the intro to our, to our show each to week. To our show every week. Yeah, yeah. wonderful. He has, he has incredible psychic abilities and other things as well. Yes, very, very talented. I hope you don't mind me pointing that out, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, well, so... Um, if you do want to call in, we still have some time left. Uh, we still have a, a few minutes left, and our number again is 516-666-9881. Yeah, we saw a couple of callers on earlier, and then they seem to have dropped off, but I know that that can happen. So Maybe it's a cell phone connection that's gone, gone awry. Gone but awry, but if you mm -hmm. are so inclined, please call in and share your story. Yeah. We would really love to hear from you. Or if you have a question, please call in with your question. Yeah, we will answer it to the best of our abilities. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So um, we did have a caller uh, uh, send us a message last week about how can we connect with our animals? Mm. How can we communicate with them, uh, living and, and deceased? Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that we can do is connect with their energy. You know, talk to them. I mean, I know all of us have pets talk to our animals. Uh, in fact, I read somewhere that that's a sign of intelligence to talk to your animals. Mm. Uh, but I must be really smart. <laughs> I know. I'm a genius. <laughs> I talk to my animals all the time, and they just look at me like, yeah, okay, blah, blah, right, blah. Right. Oh, we do have a caller. Um, area code. Oh, nope, they dropped off. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, those dang cell phones. Technology, what can we do? Uh, but one of the ways that you can connect with your animals is to just tap into their energy. If, you're, if you really are listening to them or talking to them, they'll answer back. I had a, uh, I did some animal communication for uh, someone once and I asked them to send me a picture. And if I put my hand on the picture, I could tap into the energy of that animal. And they were sharing, you know, what it was like on the other side, how happy they were that they weren't in pain anymore. Mm -hmm. So there are lots of ways that you can connect with these other energies and entities. Yeah. Yeah. And when you say, you know, so, so a lot of people might not understand that connecting with an animal's energy is really no different than if you're sitting with a friend and you're connecting with their energy. You're feeling them. You might, they might be laughing and you're feeling sadness mm -hmm. and say, oh, I'm not believing your, your laughter here. What's going on with you really? Yeah. Tell me the truth. So we're reading each other all the time. Whether you're aware of it or not, that you have that ability 
That's what we do all the time. And, uh, you know, even get, getting a, a message from your, uh, and I swear, I swear this, getting a message, a message from your dishwasher that it's about to break, not because it's old, but you just get a feeling when you walk past it, like, I probably should get a new dishwasher. And you think, why? This one's only two years old. And then kaboom. Uh-huh. And you say, ah, why didn't I follow <laughs> that little premonition that I had That's about right. my dishwasher? <laughs> Absolutely. And we do have another caller, uh, area code 928. Just a moment. There we go. You are live and on the air. You're live and on the air. Well, hi, Liz. This is Blair. Hey, Blair. How you doing? Well, you mentioned what was the spiritual lesson you learned on the stories that were told. And then Dear Summer had a mention of chickadees and her mom. And I happened to take a blurry, if not weird, photo of some chickadees this this week. So I thought I'd better call in if it's okay. Oh, God, that's great. <laughs> wow. That's wonderful. Yeah. So do you have any, do you have well, a story to share? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, at, at any point, uh, interrupt me or, or ask me if I get too wordy, please, Sam, okay? Yeah, well, that's okay, because we're, we're getting down to the to the end of the show here. So we've got a couple minutes, but but go ahead, Blair. Go ahead, Blair. Blair share. Wait a minute. Everybody else got five and six minutes. I only get two. That doesn't seem fair. Anyway, no, my uh, John Lennon. <laughs> Sorry about that. So go ahead. I wanted to talk story. about, uh, yeah, uh, John Lennon's death and uh, my conversion into a spirituality. I believed in God that doesn't answer prayer, so I didn't pray, feeling there would be no divine intervention anyway. And this is when I lived on the San Francisco Peninsula, lives in uh, summer in a town called Burlingame. Matter of fact, in 1977, a very sad-eyed Bing Crosby walked right by my front yard, and I said, hi, Bing, and he nodded. And he had <laughs> the saddest eyes of any human being I've ever seen in my life. And that mm-hmm. taught me at 26 years of age that fame and fortune do not necessarily equate to happiness. Mm. Wow. And then in the summer of 1980, I encountered another vocal entertainer by the name of Ted Nugent, then of Cat scratch fever fame some oh yeah it was in the 14,000 seat seat arena called the cow palace and he was doing a sound check and it was just us two I was employed at the time as a messenger for the place that hosted the Beatles in their 1964 USA tour after their Ed Sullivan appearance and uh, I noticed as I'm talking about I'm going to have John come into these three uh, icons Mr. Nugent had a bright future ahead and in the fall of 1980, the First Presbyterian Church at Burlingame hired me as a part-time custodian, where they presented me a Bible dated December 4th, 1980. Hmm. Four days later, inexplicably, I turned off the TV set of Monday Night Football and walked a mile east to literally, as the Otis Redding song says, sitting on the dock of the bay. Hmm. I sat there for three hours or so. You know, it could be described sort of uh, as a forlorn meditation. And then afterwards, I went straight to bed. So it was the next morning that I discovered that most of the nation heard Howard Cosell report the shooting of John Lennon. I cried for the next three days because guilt and remorse were playing a major, major emotional factor. And here's the weird part. Because just weeks earlier, I purchased a photo button of John and Ringo and proceeded to put a red round sticker over John's head and walk about. In Whoa, wow. On. 
And then I called in to KGO Radio in San Francisco on the Owen Spann Show, and I said, John Lennon's time isn't the 1980s. So you could say I was both angry at God and at the same time because of my actions, me. Well, the Bible given to me, the first thing I read was a book of Job in chapter 40, where God says, are you trying to prove that I am unjust to put me wrong and you right? Well, after a while, Job conceded in chapter 42, where he says, I know, Lord, that you are all powerful, that you can do everything you want. You just ask how I dare question your wisdom when I am so very ignorant. Well, reading the Bible became my prayer, Liz and Summer, it seems. And that's for the next year I had a phenomenon that uh, uh, Ann Albers helped describe as what she called an angelic highlighter. It was a form of a bright white, bluish white star in my field of vision whenever I made certain decisions. And those decisions led me to the U.S. Navy at the age of 30. And then it led me to the Unity Church of Dallas, where I put microphones on Deepak Chopra, Marianne Williamson, Wayne Dyer, Eric Von Doniken, Graham Hancock. So it was interesting to have a spiritual situation occur because of the death of, a, of an icon and somebody that I really felt connected to. So thank you for that time to tell that story. Oh, my gosh. Well, that was really – thank you so much for sharing that. That yeah, was really something. That my, was really a remarkable story. Yeah, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty powerful. My gosh. That's, do you still have that button? Yeah, I took the red sticker off, but I still have the button. Oh, you do? Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh, bless your heart. Blair, thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Appreciate hearing your story, and uh, thank you so much. Well, thank you, ladies. Oh, I did it again. Did you? Did Blair, you I did. Again? I just muted. Uh, let, me, let me go back here. Let me, Blair, don't hang up. <laughs> Blair, let's do a proper goodbye. I, I have got trigger happy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, well, Blair. Well, I have to be sure. Maybe, maybe you protected yourselves because I might have been politically incorrect. I'm calling you a couple of babes of spiritual awareness. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. Thank, thank you, Blair, and, and thank you so much. And uh, really appreciate you calling in. Absolutely. Thank okay. you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, well, we <laughs> looks like we're running out of time. We I can't believe it's already the end of the show. It's I been know. really fun. It went by calls. really quick. Thank you, everybody, for, who's called in. And thank you for those of you who have been listening to our show today. And we really hope you've enjoyed it. And, and um, yes, and, and, and please tune in next Friday, October 4th at 12 noon, Arizona time. And listen in and share your, your story and ask your questions. We are really looking forward to hearing from you then. <laughs> that was the Thank <laughs> you.